was the focus for Together Away was to try to yeah tell the story and maintain that the truth and the authenticity. That's the singer Nina Herzog. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Fours. Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Trading Fours. We made it to March. Almost feels like spring here in Kansas City. I, I hope it feels like spring for you too. And you know, spring is all about rebirth and new possibilities. And I think with the vaccine out, and my mom's got the vaccine, my in-laws have got the vaccine, that we're getting closer and closer to that day when we can get the all clear and see live music in any form or fashion we want. And greatly looking forward to that so uh real quick i want to make sure go ahead and subscribe i've got some new people listening to me uh the last two episodes got some new listeners from scotland because of ian rankin and the jason faulkner episode was really popular too and i've got some new uh subscribers so welcome thanks for being a part of this podcast so today we've got the great los angeles singer songwriter nina herzog in the house She's got a brand new, her first uh, EP ever called Together Away. It's going to be released this uh, March 12th, so just this week on uh, Label Logic. So uh, really enjoy this. A lot of fun. She zoomed in from her place in uh, Los Angeles, and we talked all about it. So uh, let's get started. Here's my conversation with Nina Herzog. Thanks so much for being on and uh, welcome. Uh, do you have been to Kansas City? Know much about Kansas City? It's all uh, new for you? <laughs> I've been to Kansas City, yeah, but only for a short time. I'd like to go back again and get some more. I I went there on tour, so it's like we're there for 48 hours and kind of get a little taste. And it was enough, though, to make me want to go back. There's certainly a lot of art and culture and good music. And yeah, yeah. go when when traveling happens again it's yeah weird. right uh it's uh, interesting because i was looking at you're doing a lot of stuff with symphonies and that kind of stuff and obviously we have a performing arts center here the kaufman center which is fabulous i don't know if that's where you performed or not but yeah that's awesome i can't remember exactly what where we performed there but um, i know there's a there's a lot going on there yeah well don't come now <laughs> okay, yeah, not much going on now. <laughs> well, then that and you'd freeze to death. So uh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait till the summer or maybe <laughs> the fall. Fall's the nicest time. Come then. Um, okay. Well, okay. well, it's it's been a pleasure. One of the things that I get to do with this podcast is I get to listen to music ahead of time. So I've had a chance to listen to your new EP that's coming out here in March, Together Away, and I really dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like how it kind of tells a story, right? That was part of it. This idea, so. Tell people about that, this idea of, of telling a story with this six song EP. Yeah, it's sort of, it's a concept piece about um, just this idea that even when we're far away from people that we love, whether it be due to, you know, them passing away or just distance, 
uh, or when I was writing a lot of the songs, I was doing some touring. So I was away from a lot of people I love. And now, of course, the the concept piece has even more significance for me because I'm away from so many people I love right now. And yet uh, I, you know, have this deepened uh, belief that we are still connected no matter what, that, you know, anybody that you've loved is is becomes a part of you and that you are, uh, that we're eternally connected. And um, so, yeah, I mean, some of the the journey is that kind of literal, like at one of the, the songs is called Journey Bound. It's like the night before I'm out the door blues, you know, um, about to go on tour, about to be away. But uh, one of the songs, Lover's Lullaby, which is the, the, the you know, highlight track of that, of the EP, uh, the focus track is just about, yeah, staying connected through music, through having a song that's ours. Um, you know, we all kind of at the end of the day, look up at the same moon, at the same stars, there's a connection in that. Um, and I, I was writing these songs before this time um, and and feeling like um, this this awareness about feeling close to people I'm far from. And like I said, now it's sort of taken on a new shape when I perform the songs or in sharing it, I think it resonates in sort of a different way. So I'm excited to release that in March. And um, I'm, in a way, maybe it, it worked out that now is the time that, that it's being released. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that, uh, you know, and it's kind of a, a trite saying, but it's true that music really is the universal language, right? Yeah. Um, and I know personally that there's there's certain songs that will take me back to a place and a time and a, a person um, yeah. that's it's very immediate and it's it's very raw emotionally. Um, yeah. So I assume that's part of it, too, is you, you want to tap into that emotion, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there's uh, definitely a lot of vulnerability, I think, that is that is throughout the EP. And I think the arrangements uh, that I worked on with Philip Peterson are very cinematic. There's a lot of strings. You mentioned my work with symphonies. I do, that is my favorite is to just have a lot of layers. Um, and uh, because I think it, it it is really about telling the story, going on a journey, having a beginning and a middle and an end. And I think um, that, that in the EP, that was that was the focus for Together Away was to try to yeah tell the story and maintain that the truth and the authenticity. Um, right. Yeah. So let's uh, introduce you to people who aren't aware of you from Kansas City. So did you grow up in LA? Where are you from? Yeah. So I was born in LA, and then uh, I moved to the Southern California mountains. Uh, so when I was there, I was exposed to a lot of different sounds of there's like a little bit more country music in the mountains kind of that like folky pastoral uh sound so I think there is some of that in my music that I write now but then you know I was born in LA and I came back to LA for college and I still am here now I'm talking to you from Hollywood um so yeah so uh so then I I hear a lot of jazz a lot of pop um I love like the classic sounds um, and so, yeah, I would say that in my music now, kind of all those styles are, are reflective of that, that LA city girl, but then also my childhood in the apple orchards and peach orchards and stuff. There's a lot of some twang. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't so, think people understand that California is a huge agricultural state. Yeah, right? it is. It's really big. Yeah, we have, we pretty much have it all. We've got, you know, the beach, the mountains, the, there's the wide open farmland. Um, yeah, and each place really feels different. And uh, in LA, there's, well, like you were saying about Kansas City, it used to be really hopping. Right, right. All kinds of different sounds and culture. You know, there, there's a lot of, uh, different cultures that come together here and uh, that inspires me too. I think when I first set out to create this EP, I my background is is as a studio singer um, in college I would sing all different genres you know as a studio singer you show up there's the writer there's the producer it's like all right here's how you're singing you know today you're going into R&B. Tomorrow you're singing a little country. The next day it's a little opera, a little musical theater, whatever, all the different genres. And um, so that's been fun. And it, and it really stretched me as a singer to have that be kind of my early days um, and something I still love doing. But in writing this EP, you know, this EP that's coming out in March, it's my debut EP. So it's the first time it's all the songs that I've written it's my story with my name and my voice. And um, as I started writing it, at first I was like, oh, you know, like this song is a little bit, you know, we've got like the cinematic and then, but then this song is kind of a little more twangy. And at first I was kind of concerned that maybe there were so many sounds. And then I started thinking like, well, of course I live in a place where there's all these different uh, sounds around me. And it's also part of, who I am and my life and my background as a singer. And so it'll just be what it is. And like, again, with trying to stick to that authenticity and not trying to carve something that's not me, it's like, this is my EP. This is my story and uh, my heart. And um, yeah, so the, the symphony background, the kind of mountain background, all of it, I think kind of shows in this EP together away. Yeah. Well, I think we're all influenced by people, right? And then the way that you, you take it, interpret it is how you make it yours. Right. Uh, and, and Los Angeles is such a great music town. And I mean, I, I know some people know this, but for people who don't know this, you know, the West Coast jazz, that, that was a really big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, Wes Montgomery and those folks that played out there. And then obviously the Capitol Records era with Sinatra and Nat King Cole. And then you get into the 60s music and, you know, Laurel Canyon and all that stuff. And, you know, right up through heavy metal and the Hollywood, I mean, Linda Ron set, you name it. Like it's, it, it's got a huge, long and very storied history. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just really embraced that for this, for this EP. It was like, I'm here I am. I don't have a, you know, producer asking, directing me or, you know, there's no chameleoning. It's just kind of like letting all those sounds that I've been influenced by be here and, and uh, trust that the people that listen to it probably also have kind of varied tastes and, will go on the journey with me. Yeah. So were yeah. you surprised as you were writing? Did it come out how you thought it was ahead of time? Did did it turn out a little different than you thought? What was that uh, process like? Yeah, the process was, um, well, it, it was, interestingly, I think I'm surprised by the timing of it being, of when it's being released because these songs were finished before the whole pandemic started. And then it was kind of like, oh, well, what is the, you know, what is the journey going to be to release? And then I can't really do live shows. And then finally, I just was like, wait a second, these songs feel even more relevant now. Maybe now is the time, you know, like maybe 
things worked out so that this is when it's it's going to be shared. So, uh, but in terms of the process of writing it, I did, you know, the the backbone of the recording in Los Angeles in terms of you know kind of getting the guitar parts down and piano. And then I went to Seattle where Philip Peterson's studio, House of Breaking Glasses, okay. and we added all the, the, the layers, the, the storytelling kind of journey carving layers of strings and um, different like synth sounds. And um, yeah, we kind of really rounded it out and finished it off. Um, then I named it and was ready to go. And then the pandemic came. So here we are sharing it now. And um, hopefully I'll get to do some live performances of, of these songs really soon. And we did a couple uh, live broadcast shows, one for a charity and um, another, there was a theater that was struggling to stay open during this time. So we did a show and um, to help them kind of keep their doors open during this time. And I got to perform some of these with the, with the band, which was really a treat. So I'm embracing, you know, what is available now and trying to stay optimistic and, and learn new skills. Uh, but I definitely will look forward to the day when a bunch of us can be together, together instead of together away. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the plan then when we get the, you know, the vaccine and the all clear, do you want to tour this nationally? Do you just want to play select dates? What do you what do, what would you like to do? I think uh, it would be. I don't really know. I haven't. You know, I'm. It's not. I'm trying to take it one day at a time right now. I'm not spending too much energy carving out my my touring plan because I don't know when that will be or what that will look like. But yeah, in general, I mean, I love being able to connect with people, and of course, sharing music is really special because. Um, the people who have a connection to what you're making are people who often, you know, share some part of your journey with you. That's why what you made resonated. So I miss that experience of getting to connect with an audience. And um, I really, yeah, I really look forward to that. We did, we did one show that was kind of like where outdoor dining is. So it was like, we all performed, but then afterwards, there was no greeting the audience allowed. It was like, yeah, everybody has to go their own way. And that was so weird because it's so nice afterwards to get to connect. And, but I have to say, I've never appreciated things like this, you know, where we have like Zoom, where we can connect or, you know, have all the, this digital space. I'm trying to be very active at my Instagram as I am Nina Herzog and I'm, I'm active there. And I think, it's really good to have these ways to still stay connected, to still share. And yeah. it'd be way harder uh, to not be able to tour and not be able to connect with your audiences that way and through people that, you know, I'm learning and growing from too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm 52. So I, I have thought long and hard, like if this had happened when I was probably your age and we didn't have the internet yet, like it would be really horrible. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's good that we can pivot as humans and kind of adapt. And like you said, you can do those concerts on live or do them outdoor. I did a lot of parking lot shows. I became, right. you know, the king of the parking lot last summer. Um, but it's just, it's, you do the best, you know, we can, and we try to hold on, but there's nothing that can replicate that live music experience. Like you said, that interaction, hearing those applause and people coming up and telling you about what your music means to them. I, I, I'm sure you're chomping on the 
that's a bit for that, correct? Yeah, yeah. Just learning about other people's stories too, because that's sort of what's so exciting about sharing your truth and telling your story is when you do that, then other people who do, when it resonates with them, they share a bit about theirs. And that's just, that's just fun. That's just like one of the sweetest parts of life to meet new people through music. I mean, like we're doing now, it's like, what better thing is there to connect over than music? Like you said, it's that universal language that just, it's something special. There's nothing, nothing like it. No. And it's one of the few things in America that we, for the most part, can get along about. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. At least if you have nothing else in common with people, you might <laughs> like some of the same songs or same exactly. albums or same people, right? Exactly. Yes. So I want to back up a little bit because I found this entry. You know, your 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 people sent me your background stuff, and I'm always I always read it. And uh, so you you were singing really young, and you got up, and your dad was a doctor, and you were singing at 12 years old, right? So did you come from a musical family? Was your dad kind of like, what the heck is this, or how did that all go? <laughs> Well, yeah, my dad was a physician and he he did play guitar and he would come home from work. And I think, you know, that was sort of like a comforting, fun thing. But I don't have anyone in my family that pursued it professionally and um, and definitely an appreciation of good music. I would say, you know, my mom exposed me to a lot of my my heroes now. Um, uh, but yeah, I kind of. I started really young. I, I, you know, even I think like my first talent show was in like second grade or something like that. I loved, I'd love music. And, and even my mom says like, even before I was talking, I was just kind of off doing my thing, making up songs and melodies. It's always been my favorite form of play. And, um, you know, now this is my, my first EP, like we were talking about. And so people have said like, oh, so are these the, you know, the first songs you've written? And the and it's definitely not you know it's like I feel like I've been writing songs forever it just was like a form of play and I never really recorded them or you know was like all right I'm going to take this from beginning to end and people might want to hear this it was kind of like just you know something that I did for joy and it still is but now I'm I'm sharing it which which feels vulnerable and exciting um but then I was doing a lot of plays and singing other people's tunes and um and yeah I really like I grew up in the in the theater so um I, I sing a lot of show tunes uh which I think has to do with kind of that that interest in telling a story I think that started there and going on a journey um you know you mentioned the classics like Frank Sinatra and people who recorded at Capitol um a lot of those people Barbara Streisand all those people were we're in making movie musicals and, and yeah. telling or, you know, those songs, often those songs that are great American songbook are from musicals that uh, really do take us on a journey. So I'm inspired by that. And um, yeah, at 12, I started singing on our local, you know, uh, TV station. And then right at, I, I was in high school and I sang with the National Symphony and um, I was kind of torn about pursuing music professionally I think maybe because nobody else in my family did and I think also because you know people who are in medicine it's like a very obvious way of contributing to society and making people feel better it's very literal yeah Um, and but when I was in 
uh, when I performed in that symphony concert and I could feel just the energy of this room. It, well, it was actually, it was at the Wolf Trap in, in Washington, DC, so it was outside, but all these people together with such good energy. And, and you know, by the end of it, it was like just so clear that everybody had a great time, whatever had happened during their week, whatever, you know, had gone on at work. It was like, here they are they get their night of music and this is it's kind of its own medicine and i think at that moment after that performance i went down to my dressing room and called my mom and i was like i'm not going into medicine i'm definitely <laughs> going to be pursuing music and i but, think it was that kind of realization that you know i don't necessarily have to be a doctor to right help people feel good i feel music has been my favorite medicine so why not yeah absolutely yeah there's so much about that too. It's interesting. I saw your Broadway piece. You know, that was so funny when you were talking about that. Um, and part of the idea of this podcast is to kind of people who are, are not into the musical world to kind of give them some information. So, you know, the, when you were talking about jazz standards and the great American song, you know, like on Green Dolphin Street, that was just a bad 1940s movie, right? <laughs> but the song became this huge jazz standard that you hear all the time, you know, in Jerome Kern songs and all that stuff that I don't think people understand that a lot of those songs the jazz musicians and singers mm-hmm. liked it because of the changes and how they could, um, you know, be able to solo over it. So I, I, it's nice that you understand that too, right? I mean, a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that my earliest experiences with music, because it was like about play, um, it makes a lot of sense that now I, whenever I'm singing, I'm thinking about, it's almost like I, I was just talking about this. I, I feel like it's like speaking, but on pitch. It's like, you know, what do I need? What am I trying to communicate? Who am I talking to? And I just happen to be doing it on a melody, you know? Um, and being that specific, I think helps. Uh, well, A, it helps with stage fright because you're just thinking of one person you're singing to and really connecting with them. Like it's just the two of you in a room and it's an intimate moment. Um, but I think, yeah, also it helps sort of drive the story forward and instead of it being, you know, I don't, in my singing, I don't do like a ton of riffing and like acrobatics. It's to me, I'm the most moved by when a song is just from the heart and clearly communicating. And so I try to bring that to what I do. So to that end, who do you listen to? Who are the singers that you listened to growing up that just inspired you and said, hey, I want to do that? Yeah, well, my mom loves Barbara Streisand, and so she was on quite often, um, and I, I love her, too. She talk about, I mean, oh, Barbara Streisand, her voice is just incredible, but also, yeah, she really, really communicates and tells a story, and same thing, you know, she started in Broadway and then, you know, made a bunch of records and then also made movie musicals, and I think, even in just her records that are more pop leaning, you can still hear that she is ta- she is doing that theater thing where you're really telling the truth and you're thinking about what's at stake here. What do I need? How am I going to get it? And this song is sort of a conversation. Um, so I love her. Judy Garland. <clears throat> she's another. And you can hear the heartbreak in her voice, can't you? Oh yeah. yeah. She just like, yeah. I mean, letting it out and, 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 showing all of your colors um, and letting your hair down. I think she does really well, just kind of being exactly who she is. And yeah, like you said, you can really hear her heart. You, she wears it on her sleeve and lets us in. 
I think that's so inspiring. Um, and uh, a Carol King, I love. Oh yeah. She Carol King has such a way to like it. It not feeling like a I'm performing. Listen to my voice. It's very intimate and vulnerable, and I love that. Um, yeah, and and in terms of like the contemporary people, I really. Uh, I like what Adele is doing. I like Jesse Ware. I love the cinematic storytelling of Lana Del Rey. Um, and yeah, uh, Lady Gaga, I think is just like so exciting in that all the different sounds that she plays with. Um, yeah. and she, I think also is just such an actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Philip Peterson, who I, I worked with on this EP has, uh, worked on many of those albums that I really love. So I felt pretty good about, you know, showing up at his studio without ever having met him to work with him because I knew that he'd worked on some great things. And sure enough, it was a good fit. And we ended up doing the whole EP together. That's great. And I'll yeah. put in the, I'll put in the show notes, all the links to your Facebook, your Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so people can click on it that are just hearing this interview and, and getting to know you and what you do. And I highly recommend them take a listen to it. And the album is going to be out in March 12th, correct? Which is yeah. getting close. I know. Hold our breath for spring. And it's actually going to happen. doesn't seem that way. Can I tell you a really quick, funny uh, Barbara Streisand story about one of oh, my yeah. really good friends? Yeah. So one of my really good friends, who's actually out in LA, oh. is an environmental lawyer. Mm-hmm. And his, his parents always kind of thought like, ugh what are you doing? Wasting your time, all this stuff thing. But uh, Barbara Streisand's way into the environment. Like she's a big thing. So he actually got them to uh, go to a private event that they were hosting. Barbara Streisand and her husband were hosting at their home. And then Barbara Streisand said, Oh, I just love your son. He's just such a great guy. He does such amazing work for the environment. And ever since then, his parents are now fine with him because Barbara Streisand (laughs) said he was okay. She, she knighted him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> got that first person endorsement before that he's kind of a you know a hippie tree hugging loser but once barbara says you're okay you're okay so i, just, I think that's hilarious story so that's hilarious yeah well, well this has been so much fun to talk to you i really hope that people uh give you a listen and and check it out and real quick before we go let's talk a little bit you said you had a band per se like so what's your instrumentation when you play out live what do you like to who do you like to bring yeah i really love having uh definitely piano uh, guitar, uh, all the guitar, maybe because my dad played, I just, I just love, I can't get enough guitar. I'm just like, we could have four of them on stage and I'd be fine with that. Hey, you're, um, you're speaking my language. So you're, you're right on. Um, yeah. Bass is fun. Sometimes the upright is if I want to kind of like lean into the jazzy feel. Um, and then whenever possible strings. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, a full, I've done, I did a concert once where it was the full band, where it was drums, guitar, bass, uh, piano, but then also a 75 piece orchestra. That was dreamy. Um, but of course not really feasible for touring all the time. So, um, yeah, but then I also really like, especially in some of the stripped down, like more vulnerable songs, I enjoy just performing with just guitar or just piano. I write with guitar and piano. So sometimes I like to just kind of sing the song with the the instrument that I wrote it with and, and do that too. It's fun to play between like lush orchestration and then quieter moments. Totally. 
that's yeah. why they you know so many great jazz acts did the you know nat king cole did his trio right exactly. it wasn't always yeah. just but then I, you'd also do his lush beautiful nelson riddle strings right yeah 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 all of it is fun well, well it's so much fun i hope you get to make it here again and, and get to spend more than 48 hours <laughs> thank you um i really dug it it's been you know i love that music my dad all those things you were talking about and listening uh, i would listen to all of that um and this is such a great music town that i hope you get a chance to come back and and do it with your music right with your songs well it's, it's been a joy i i hope you make it here it's been so much fun and uh, take care of yourself and hopefully We'll be out watching live music in person sooner than later. Amen. Thank you. All right, Nina, take care. You know I love to hold you in my arms But there's a song I sing when we are far apart When I miss you, I can kiss you You can find a song when looking to the stars. Thanks again to Nina Herzog. Again, her new EP will be out this Friday, March 12th. I've put in the show notes every place that you can find it. Be sure to do that. And I really thank her for her time. Hey, so it's time to get back to Kansas City, folks. I know we took a little international detour and then went out to LA for a couple weeks and I'm trying real hard to uh, focus on artists both internationally nationally but I sure don't want to forget all the great talent we have right here in Kansas City because there is so much and that's actually why I started doing this podcast in the uh, beginning so next time I've got the amazing bassist DeAndre Manning he is spectacular any of you who have seen him play out live he does so many cool stuff with so many cool people He has played with such uh, local luminaries as Charles Williams. He's played with Ernest Melton. He's played with Peter Schlamm. He has done so much. And uh, we just got done talking today for this recorded version. We'll go out next time, but uh, we had a blast. Had so much fun. Always so much fun to talk music with people. And that's going to be next time on Trading Fours. Lastly, I announced this before, but I'm going to announce it again. I have uh, become part of the Pitches Local Podcast Network, and uh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of uh, new information coming out on that soon, so stay tuned. But that's going to do it for this time. So go out, support live music, either in person or virtually, and we're going to talk real soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>